All right, so uh, Parsha ends with the mitzvah of tzitzis. I wanted to spend uh, a few minutes talking about what? Talking about tzitzis. Yeah, Parsha on tzitzis is very beautiful. Besides for the Pirish on Chumash, he also uh, he also has um, uh, he has a, in the collected writings in the third volume. So he goes through Barichas. It's the whole volumes on what he calls symbolism. So, right? And so he goes through a haktama, then he goes through Barichas, the mitzvah of Mila, the mitzvah of Tfil, the mitzvah of Tzitzis, and then some of the Kalim and the Mishkan. Very, very beautiful. Um, it's Kedai to read in my favorite volume of the Collected Writings, volume three. Um, beautiful, beautiful. So we'll go through this. Uh, again, there's a lot that goes on to Tzitzis. The way of Hirsch deals with mitzvahs, like we discussed in the 19 letters, he looks at the, he looks at the mitzvah, he looks at the halachas of the mitzvah, right? And then he kind of, you know, he comes up with an idea that has to stim with all the details of the mitzvah, right? So any idea that you're going to say for the mitzvah tzitzis, so it has to explain why is this mitzvah on a beged, why on a four-corner beged, why are there shemay nechotim, why techeles, why by yoyim, napalayla, shatnez, like all the things, all the halachas of the mitzvah have to stim with his understanding, right? So this is in direct contrast, say, to like the Rambam, who, uh, who doesn't get caught up with details, and he says, so mafurish, right? It's not, it's not the specifics, right? in Hirsch, these are symbols, and the symbols all have to make sense, and they all have to stim. And you see a halacha of the mitzvah, if it's ma'akiv, that also is a difference. If it's not ma'akiv, these are all, all important pieces. So, Mrs. Tzitzis is, is very, very, it's a big mitzvah, there's a lot of details, we're not going to get into every aspect. I want to just give a, a, basic, a basic idea, overview of, of, of you know, of, of, of how he understands the mitzvah, and to bring out some, uh, some very, um, a very beautiful idea. So he says like this, the purpose of the mitzvah of tzitzis is very obvious. The Pasuk says exactly what the purpose is, right? It tells you exactly why Hashem gave us the Mitzvah of Tzitzis. So the purpose of the Mitzvah of Tzitzis is that a person should see them, he should remember the Mitzvahs. The Torah is very clear Right, for all uh, reasons for mitzvahs, the Torah is very clear about why Hashem gave us the mitzvah of tzitzis. Right, so let's first understand what this admonition is. What is this mitzvah? Right, so when a person is, is tur, right, when he says of tur, right, what does that mean? Right, it's fascinating, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to this later, is that uh, the very first pasuk in the Chumash, in this week's parsha, it's the exact same expression of yasuru. Right? The Yasuru means to, to scout something out, to look for something in order to understand its characteristics and how it will apply to you. That's kind of what, a, what when you right when you're spying out the land, you're looking at the Eretz Yisrael, and Meshach is telling look at it, look at the land, there's a Tevihim Ra, and figure out you know, how, how, what Eretz Yisrael is going to be for us, right? Figure out what Eretz Yisrael does for us, what is, uh, and again, that's a sugya for the Maraglim, what exactly the shlichus of Moshe was versus Klai Yisrael Hashem, right? This is, this is complicated, but Moshe was telling them, look at the land and, and look at the land, scout it out in order to understand what Eretz Yisrael is. For example, look at the nation, look how powerful the people are, right? Look how powerful they are. And yet we're going to come in and destroy them. Understand that it's not power that makes the country successful, but it's keeping, it, keeping the Torah. And if uh, you look at this land, you see how, 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 how strong their cities are, how fortified their cities are, and yet they're still going to fall like putty in our hands. It's because physical strength is not, the, is not the, what, what keeps the country safe, but it's doing the Ratzon Hashem, and these people are morally corrupt, and we'll be able to take it. That's Surahs, right? And so a person's going through life, and he's making constant determinations. He's being sur. He's being sasuru his entire life. 
every time, you, every, every situation you're dealing with in life, you're trying to figure out what should I do? What is the relationship of this thing to me? What should I do in this situation? This food, this business transaction, this setting, this house, this thing, this thing, right? We're constantly analyzing things with our brain and we're trying to come to determinations what we should do. Right? A person comes to a, you know, a Nesayan of Chvesish, pick a whatever the situation is, what do I do in this situation, right? And so when a person is Sasuru, when a person is trying to think how he should behave, how he should react to a certain situation, the Torah is telling you, don't go after Levavchem and Eneichem, right? Levavchem is a person's heart. This is the, the, the person's rustling, right? Eneichem is what he sees in front of him, right? And because most people, most people, how do they make decisions, right? Does it feel good? Do I want it? Is it going to make me feel good? Is it give me pleasure? That's it, then it's good, right? What makes something good and bad is what his Eneichem and Levavchem tell him is good and bad. Right? And so when a person makes decisions about what he should do in his life, is it gonna, do I want to do it? Is it going to feel good to do it? Will I get money for it? Will I get pleasure for it? Will I get power for it? Right? Am I being lazy? Am I going to be just relaxing? I'm not, not going to have to work hard for it. Right? That's his levavchem. That's his mind. That's his ratzayim, what he wants to do. And it's motivated by enechem, things that he wants, the pleasure, right? what, what's right in front of him. The Torah says, right, when a person is left to himself, it's only the ego which forms the motives of this wishing and desiring heart. And the eyes see only the sensual relationship of the sensual role. The eyes see what's in front of you. This is good, this is geschmack, this is great, right? And that's, uh, and, and that's by the way, that's the animal mentality, right? This is the mentality of an animal. If it feels good, right? You're born this way, right? This is how I feel. I'm attracted to X, Y, and Z. I feel that I'm a this, I feel that I'm a that. This is what I want. And that's it. I mean, this is a, this is a, there's something. There's some other way for me to make a determination. There's some other way for me to make a determination, right? The Torah says, right? What you should be doing to make decisions is not but the right? It's what does what does the want from me? A person's rutzayin, right? A person should look at what does Hashem say, add the rabbanu into the mix. And when you make decisions, is what does Hashem say that I should do? And when a person does it, when a person adds the Rabbanu Shalom into his mix, the first says, very, very, very powerful, not only will you do what the Rabbanu Shalom wants, but your Levavchem and Eneichem will go after what the Rabbanu Shalom wants. Right? A person will turn himself into a person who makes decisions. He, when he is Sasuru, it's going to be not by Levavchem and Eneichem, but it's going to be what the Rabbanu Shalom wants. And then Levavchem and Eneichem will follow. And a person is going to want what the Rabbanu Shalom wants. A person is going to see what's good is what the Rabbanu Shalom wants. What's Kishmak is what the Rabbanu Shalom wants. Right? It's not that, uh, you know, you're not going to spend the life constantly struggling. I want to do this, but Hashem says no. It's that Hashem wants this, and therefore this is what I want to do. Again, that's, that's a stage to get to. Right? But when a person is making decisions, when a person is Sasuru, it's not Levav Chemenechem, but it's after the Rabbanu Shalom. Right? In Fafay, he says, uh, he says, you know, if... if uh, now, how do you know it gets to that? What? How do you know it gets to that? It's a constant struggle, and there's always there's always room, but you'll get there. The person, uh, you know, at the Rabbi Shem, the Gemara talks about how the, you know Amayshu Abenu was a mischaven to the Rosan of Hashem. Amayshu Abenu, what hit, what what his what Hashem's Rosan was was Amayshu Abenu's Rosan. His Rosan was completely. That's what, what that is what v'ahavtas Hashem leikacha means is that you should see your identity in the Rabbi Shem, and that what the Rabbi Shem wants is what you want, right? If we subordinate the wishes of our hearts to Hashem's wishes, and set aside our will in deference to His. Then our eyes too will, will our, our, our eyes too, our knowing and judging minds will value things only according to their compatibility with Hashem's will. When we explore things, right, we will investigate them only in consideration of their value and satisfying Hashem's ratzen. He says, uh, he says, um, 
You will not ascribe greatness and power to sensual and intellectual greatness and power in and of themselves, but only in compliance with Hashem's will. Right? When we are with Hashem, we feel stronger than the whole world, and without and even the most gigantic force that we could think that we have shrinks uh, like nothingness. In other words, that, and, that's, and that's a lens through which a Yid has to see the world. Not what's geschmack, not what tastes good, not what feels good, not what's going to bring me wealth and power, but what does the Rebbein Shalom want? What's, and what the Rebbein Shalom wants is what will feel good, is what's the right thing to do. Good and bad is determined by what is the Rebbein Shalom wants, what it doesn't. Geschmack and not geschmack is what the Rebbein Shalom tells me and what he doesn't tell me to do. This is And this is what the mitzvah of Tzitzis is coming to tell us. Right? Now how? So again, we'll get to, let's get a little bit, uh, you know, let, let's back up a little bit. But the mitzvah of tzitzis is attached to a person's clothing, right? When was a person, what is clothing? Clothing covers up a person's body. Clothing covers up, right? An animal doesn't wear clothing. A human being, right, is yispeshashu, he has busha, and he covers himself up with clothing. So clothing, be'etzem, represent the idea of Clothing represents the idea that human beings need to cover up their animalness, need to cover up their busha, need to cover up the physical drives that drive animals, and now we're human beings, right? We're human beings. So, so, so uh, and if you think about it, it's quite incredible, right? What was given to Adam, right? What was, what was the chet of Adam and Chava, right? That Teira Ishaki Taiva Eisamachal, it was good. Chisava Hula Einayim. This is what the Chet of Chava is. It's going Right? Rav Hirsch has a beautiful, beautiful, um, uh, you know, thing, shot in, in Parshas Boratius. You know, I would save it for Boratius, but Boratius probably, you know, it's usually Simchas Torah, so I don't know really how often do we have a Thursday morning before Boratius, right? But, uh, but the idea, you know, like if Aram Apiyansi, certain Parshas, he has no Shiur, like Boratius, you know, it's the Benazmanim Shiur, like there's no Torah from him because it's never, you never have Yeshiva. You know, the Off Shabbos, the Mikait, you know, but, um, but he, says, he says an amazing, there's an amazing dialogue between the, I think I said this actually by the, in the, we did the 19 letters, there's an amazing dialogue between the Nachash and, and the Isha. Right, what's this dialogue? Right, the timer, Nachash, right? Achi Amr Alekim Aysaychlum Yikolei Tzagan. What are those words, just what do the words mean? Achi Amr Alekim, even that Hashem said, Aysaychlum Yikolei Tzagan, don't eat from the Eitzagan. And then the Isha responds, no. Eitzagan, no yichel of Eitzadas Tevra Alekimi. Well, what was the Nachash, what did the Nachash tell the Isha? Afke, right? So, so Rashi learns, as he was saying, you can't eat from anything, right? The, you know, it's like, that's the way the Yitzhah works. Oh, nothing's mutter, so you just give up, right? First says like this, he says, the Nachash is an animal. An animal knows, right? An animal knows that if it wants something, then that's what Hashem wants it to do. That, that is Ratzon Hashem, right? What is the Ratzon Hashem of this, of this um, you know, uh, mosquito? It's to bite you. That is what Hashem, that's a mitzvah in the Torah, the mosquito to bite you. There's right? a mitzvah. That's why Hashem gave it a desire. There's no free will. And so if it wants something, it does it. You never look at a, at a lion that's killing a, you know, a, a, a deer and saying, oh, that's an evil lion. Right? But yet if a human being kills a person, you know, it's evil. You don't look at animals as evil. Right? Because they, they, there's, no, there's no such thing as evil. If it wants it, then that's great. So the Nachash tells the Yisrael, even though Hashem told you don't eat from it, but you're not going to eat from all the fruits of the thing? I mean, the good stuff, you want to eat it, eat it. Even though Hashem said, okay, it must be misunderstanding because if it feels good and you want to do it, then do it. Because that's, and that is what an animal is, right? And Zakti Isha, no. 
idea of the Torah. Hashem says some stuff he could, some stuff he can't. Free will, fine. But this is the animal mentality. And this is the chet of Chava. She saw the fruit. It looked good. She thought it was good. You know, and she went ahead and ate it. I always say, that, you know, the Gemara says different pshat and what the eight sadas is. One of the, one of the half of Muslim was like, it was tvua. That grain. So I, I don't know if this is, if this is ice cold. But like, it's like, tvua, it grows a lot of millions of stalks. If there was one specific stalk that was called the eight sadas, I thought maybe like, Grains in general was the eight sadas, right? It's like, one second, human beings want to eat, we need our carbs, we need our energy. I'm not going to eat, I'm not going to make bread, right? It's like bread is the most, right? It can't be, Hashem said, it can't be that Hashem is telling me that I shouldn't eat this thing. This is healthy for me, this is what I need. Hashem put me in here, created me with a drive. How Hashem wants me to suppress this drive? It can't be. Oh, yeah, it could be, right? And that's the definition of what it means to be a human being. Right? And so what, what does Chava get? Chava gets clothing. Other men Chava get clothing. Hashem made them custos art. They dress themselves. They use Sashu. Tzitzis, what is tzitzis? Tzitzis means to sprout. Tzitzis, we take the corners of the clothing and we sprout it out. In other words, what we're trying to remind ourselves is that allow yourself to be taken by this clothing. Right? It's the growth of clothing. The idea of clothing is meant to grow. Right? It's meant to sprout. The person, right? That's what tzitzis are. Tzitzis is the oisimin. It's supposed to be from the same min as the garment. And it's the garment, in, like, it's basically the garment growing a tree. It's the clothing growing a tree. It's the idea of what begadim are. Right? The begadim are, are, are the sanctity and the, and the dignity of a human being. And, the, and, and it's meant to, to sprout out and bring the idea home. It's meant to be the blossom of clothing. A person should look at clothing and should, and should, and should have a growth from it. It's more. The first says an amazing thing. And again, I'm not going to get into Shemayin Chutin and Tchelos right now. It's a whole different Avaidah. But he says, the Gemara Menachah says that Tzitzis, right, there's a Psilim and Gedilim, right? It's, it's individual strings and it's also a Gedil. It's also tied as a cord, right? And so we know that we take the bottom third and we wrap around it. So it's supposed to be two-thirds free, one-third knotted. Right? Cesar of Hirsch is that when a person recognizes, he recognizes he's a human being, that means, right, and what, and, and what clothed, what the, the idea that clothing brings home to him is that a person is restricted in life, right? A person has to tie himself down. A person can't just do what he wants. You can't eat everything, you can't do anything, you can't be with anyone who you want to be with, you can't take money that's not yours, right? It's, you're bound. That's Kedilim, it's restricting you. But what's the result of those restrictions? Is double, right? The, the, the strings are double as much. It brings a freedom, the Chayr al Misha, Right, that, a, that a person is free when he's keeping the Torah, right? that, that bring, gives a person freedom because he now is morally free. He's now not bound by the animal instincts. Right? And, that's the idea, and that's the idea of tzitzis, right? It's the, it's, it's the sprouting of the clothing. It's the growth of the idea of begadim, right? And again, there's a lot more and which, which we'll get to. I just, I just want to just finish up with, a, with, a, with an idea like this. What was the chet of the maragrim? Meisha Rabbeinu says, go look at Eretz Yisrael. Look at it, be sura sa'aretz. And look at it from the perspective of the Rebbeinu Right? What was the idea? And you look at the mission that he sends them on. Right? He's telling them to look at the... Right? Meisha Rabbeinu, what, what, what does he want to send Meragum for? Okay, complicated. Rashi, Ramban, exactly what happened there. Right? Because of course, you know, the Yeshua Benun sends Meragum 40 years later when he finally gets to go. He also sends Meragum. Right? Meragum was a very common thing. Okay, we'll get, you know... The, but Meisha Rabbeinu wants... Or first of all, wants... To look at the country, to understand the nature of the country, understand what it's going to mean for us, understand, look at the people, look how powerful they are, and yet they're going to fall like flies. They're going to fall, right? Because why? Because they're morally corrupt, and the Rebbeinu says it's time for them to go, right? Look at the country, and what did they do? 
Right? Instead of looking at the country through the lens of their Rabbanu Shalom, and what does their Rabbanu Shalom say is good and bad? They looked at the lens of their minds and their eyes. They saw, oh, rich, powerful people. Oh my gosh, we can't conquer these people. They're rich, they're powerful, they're too strong. That's it, we're stuck, we can't do anything. They looked at the, right? The, 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 uh, the, there's a story of Mayor Davis, Yehuda Davis, famous Yehuda Davis. He was a Shiva Mountaindale, right? So he was, uh, um, he had learned in the mirror. What did he learn in the mirror? He was, he was, him and Rabbi Miller grew up together in Baltimore. He did a very famous uh, Rabbi Aaron Zuckerman. He's a rub there in New England Village. He's a Talmud of Rabbi Davis. A mountain daily shiva, that was, that was him. He was a tremendous, uh, unknown, uh, hidden tzaddik. He was a tremendous bikeach, mechanech. And he was, as a Balkar, he was like, you know, grew up in Baltimore, not so religious, and he went to the yeshivas. He was like a shikol katnoi. He was very interesting, fascinating. Anyways, he, he got stuck somehow in Russia at one point. They weren't letting him in. I don't know exactly the border story. You can look it up. And he ends up in Radin for some time by the Chavetz Chaim. He ends up in Radin. I think, I think he was smuggling things into Russia because he was an American citizen, so he was able to do things. I don't know. Anyways, he got stuck in Radin. And so he has a bunch of stories with the Chavetz Chaim that he used to say over. But Miller would say them over also. So he asked him, he asked him Davis, he was a Bacha then, um, where are you from? He says, New York. Because he had learned in, uh, he went to New York with uh, Yitzhak Khan with the rest of the uh, island. He says, is it a big city? He says, yeah, a very big city. He says, he says, Yerushalayim is a different map. Right? It's a different map. He says a big city doesn't mean the tall buildings, the big population, rich economy, right? Right? That's a big city, right? I'm sorry, a big city, right? He says we have a spiritual map. So, uh, so he asked him, so is New York a big city? So he said, oh, there's a Sarbatlanum, you could call it a big city. Now, the, 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 point, the point I'm trying to bring out is that, right? right? Rehearsals, what is the puzzle? Right? The puzzle is asking a question. What is considered a great nation? You know what the answer is? Right? When we look at things, we look at rich and powerful, we get blown, oh, this is, this is wow, this is important, this is rich and powerful. No, we need to learn to look at things with the lens of the Rebbein Are these good people? Are they moral people? If they are, then that is Goygogl. That is what's success. Right? You look at a person, not how rich he is, but how good he is, how true he is, how honest he is. Those are the lenses that we have to look. The Moraglam come to Eretz and they look at the land. They don't look at it through the lens of the Rebbein of what does the Rebbein want us to see? What is good, what is bad? You look at the people. These are good people. These are the most morally corrupt people, right? And you're impressed by these people. This impresses you. This impresses you. The Miraglim make, they repeat the chet of other Mauritian. We're about to go into Eretz Yisrael. We're about to start Gan Eden again, right? And they go ahead and make the same mistake. When Adam and Chavi eat from Eitz they get clothing. When the Miraglim make the chet, we get sitzes. That's the result of the, of the chet of Miraglim. We get the sitzes to remind ourselves that what's, we need to start looking at things through a different lens. We need to look at things through the glasses of good and bad, of toiv and ra, not of, not of might, right? Might doesn't make right. That's the basic uh, idea, corrupting ideas. That if something is powerful, then it's good. If you want to, if it feels good, right? That's the morality of, 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 a, of a world of atheists, right? What's the idea of good and bad? It doesn't exist. If it feels good, then it's good, right? If, uh, right? So, so, so the, the, the story of the Moraglim parallels the story of the Eitzadas. So it's almost like a, like a machshava drush, but it's, it's so beautiful, right? Like the Surachel of Avchem, right? Right? What did Kalev say? Right? Don't be Achare Levavchem. Go Achare Hashem. Is that, again, is that we need to train ourselves not just to do what's right, but to see that when we see things, we're seeing things through the lens of what's right and wrong, what the Rebbein Shalom says, and that's what Mitzvah of Tzitzis is meant to bring home the idea of, 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 of human beings, of the dignity of human beings, that we have our free will, that we don't do just because it feels good, but we do what the Rebbein Shalom tells us to do. All right.